What's up, everyone? It's the BJJ Goons podcast. Apparently, I'm fucking working again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the BJJ Goons podcast. I am your host, Tim Spriggs, aka the Mushmaster. It's good to be back. I was just in Europe for two weeks, and to be quite frank, I'm still jet lagged like a motherfucker. It's been pretty rough, actually. And, uh, yeah, so I'm still getting used to the Eastern time zone. Alright. Still getting used to the Eastern time zone. I had a really good vacation. I was in Europe, went to Germany, then I went to Amsterdam. It was my birthday, partied my fucking face off, and now I'm back, getting back into the swing of things. I still haven't started training hard yet because my body's still kind of beat up from the camp and, you know, the jet lag, but it's good to be home. A lot to talk about. A lot has happened since the last time we were on the show. Tony, how you been? Oh man, real good, real good, real good. Yeah, real good. I'm trying to set up this particular episode, this show, everything I can crave. Yeah, I think your house, the studio, was made on an ancient Indian, ancient Indian yeah. burial ground. I hear you. Because we always have electrical problems and technical Some. difficulties, Some. but it's all good. Yeah, it always gets worse. It could be worse. I could have pink eye. Shit. Because. A lot of the guys that competed at ADCC have pink eye, which is fucking disgusting. Terrible. And it's despicable. I don't know how these people with pink eye were allowed to compete. It's pretty fucking gross. No doubt. Like, what is that? It got so bad that Seth put on Facebook that from now on at Fight to Win, they're going to be checking for pink eye and anyone with little heebie-jeebies on their skin. I'm just praying for the day that they have blood testing and drug testing in the sport and it becomes the standard because that's just unacceptable. Because they they got people that are coming up into the Spider Invitational that's going to be in November. And some of them can't even do it because their pink eye is so fucking bad. It's really fucked up. I had pink eye once for three weeks. Dang, that's a long-ass time. I, never, I, could, I don't know if I've ever had it like that. You've never had pink eye? Maybe as a kid. Yeah, maybe. I had it as an adult, and I could not see. <laughs> I could not see for Damn, three fucking weeks. Like sucks. I had to wear sunglasses, and Gracie Mag was doing a story on our team. And if you look at the old magazine and the photo shoot, I'm looking retarded because I got sunglasses on. I'm the ah. only guy, and there were sunglasses because I can't see. Yeah, I couldn't see, so I'm like... Outside dark room, wow, whatever. Yeah, so I couldn't see, so I had to wear sunglasses. I'm the only person in the picture with sunglasses. <laughs> and people were messaging me on Instagram at the time, like, are you blind? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what's like, up, Stevie what? Wonder? Yeah, what's up, Stevie? Nah, you got a piano back there? Yeah. Yeah, I got a touch of a cold, so y'all probably hearing that. It's pretty much gone, though. I don't think I'm contagious, so y'all ain't gonna catch it. I just, I just want to make sure that you don't pink eye. No. Because I I got a big fight. I might have a red eye. Yeah. That's a little different. 
<laughs> I I have a potentially huge fight coming up, huge nice, match. Nice, nice. With the Black Belt World later. Champion, I'm gonna have to tell you off air because yeah. it's not finalized, but it's it's a secret. It's a gonna it's gonna be a banger. I'm really excited for this match. Those that will tell don't know. Those who know, wait. Those who know will tell. Those who will tell don't know. Yep. Some shit. Really dangerous opponent. Wow. Very controversial figure. Nice. And it's going to be a fucking amazing match that I plan to win. But the way the media treats me, yeah. they won't make it a big deal unless I lose. Yep. But it's all good. It is all gravy. So what do you want to start off with? A little I was ADCC? Say, I can jump, yeah, but even jumping right back to the pink eye thing, did you hear that it supposedly came from the Australians? That's really? what I that's what I heard through the grapevine is that's where it came from. The Australians? Yeah, the Craig Joneses and the Lachlan Giles and all that crew. Ugh. Y'all need to stop eating booty. That's what y'all need to do. That's just what I heard. Stop eating booty and getting pink eye and then spreading it to the rest of the jiu-jitsu world. Cause now people gotta cancel matches. Tournaments are being affected. Big money tournaments and matches are being affected. All because y'all want to eat ass. Yeah, and when all you do is leg locks, you don't have to see much. <laughs> Just reach for a leg. Yep. Fall back for a leg lock. Fuck it. Yeah. I was... I think my ADCC experience was somewhat positive. I came home empty-handed, but when you do tournaments, most people come home empty-handed. Wait, that's the go. But that's how it is. I had a couple highlight reel finishes and guillotines. I'm not even a guillotine guy, and I, I think that's testament to the good training that I have, my coaches, my support system, that pushed me to expand my game and be more open. I think that was a huge takeaway I take I got from this tournament. Nice. I was more in the zone. I was more mindful, stoic on the mat, and I was able to hit those crazy moves against really tough guys. And... I had a really good match with my teammate Muhammad. Really good match. I thought it was the match of the tournament. I mean, people have their different tastes, but I thought it was very technical, very exciting, and we went for it for the whole 10 minutes. And we're two big guys doing it. Damn, hey, man, did you all go together? Yeah, we hey, fought. I, I, don't, I don't got flow. I, I tried to keep abreast as much as I could, but I didn't know y'all had a match. Man, now you're making this big internet money. You got to buy flow. Oh, I know. You're rich now, so you right. got to buy flow. But, yeah, me and Muhammad had the match of the tournament. If you like technical wizardry, you like excitement, you like to see two giant guys take full advantage of the entire mat space, we broke a TV. <laughs> we were throwing each other, slinging each other around the mat, shit. and we were like going for like real jujitsu. We weren't just diving for low percentage shit. Right. Had, like it was match of the tournament. It was really good. Overall, I think it was the best jujitsu tournament as far as spectacle ever ran. If you look at the amount of talent that was on display, mm. the caliber of guys in each bracket, the matches, the hype. The hype, all of it. It was a big one, man. Holly Berry and Margot Robbie were on the VIP list. They didn't show up. But, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. And I look forward to the next one. I think it may be in Vegas. Interesting. It's either going to be in Las Vegas or New York. I kind of want Vegas because, you know, I've been to New York a few times and – 
you know, I want to really party after I win when I go to Vegas. You know what I mean? I like Vegas. I went there for the Grand Prix this year. It was lit. And it was just run perfectly, man. Like, it was great. We were treated like good athletes. We were treated like professionals. We had a really nice hotel. The hotel was in, within walking distance of the venue. We had Chipotle on deck. Like, completely catered at the arena. Nice. The weigh-ins were at a set time. Well organized. It was just... It was a really good time, man. Really good time. That's what happens. You got like Seth. And they were, were they behind any of the other ones? Or this is the first one. This is the first one I that, see, that Seth why. and Mo were in charge, yep. and they should always be in charge. They probably will be. They should be in charge of worlds as well. They need to bring them flight, fight to win lights up in there. Yo, fight to win is a shit, man. Like they, they, they really know what they're doing. Like it's fucking right. amazing. That's a good time. We talked about that. So what you need to do, Tony? Mm-hmm. Is pay for flow. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get it. Pay for flow. Don't bootleg I'm it. I'm starting to get rich. Nah, I don't, I don't they ain't, Flow's so small. I ain't nobody bootlegging that shit. Well, yeah. But anyway, don't bootleg it. Wink, wink. But don't bootleg it yeah. and get the whole shit. You can watch every it. match. The best jiu-jitsu tournament ever held in the history of forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get it. But yeah, that's that's my experience from ADCC. A lot of fun stories, a lot of fun stuff outside of the tournament happened. But you know, we're just gonna keep it to what happened on the mats, and it was a good experience. I look forward to the gi season. Gi season is gonna be really fun. And speaking of gi season or no gi, I'm not gonna do no gi worlds. It is a 95% chance that I will not be going for a few reasons. Uh, one of them being that I already won Nogi Worlds last year, and there's no money on the line. Absolutely no money on the line. I don't feel like flying to California again. Like, I've been to California so many times the last year, right. last year and a half. Like, I'm tired of the fucking flight because I don't buy first-class tickets and I'm going to have to pay my flight there. I'm going to have to pay my hotel to do a tournament I already won. And there's no money on the line. And you can't do heel hooks. Yeah, what's, the point, right? what's the fucking point? For me, Another, what's the point? Uh, fake gold, faux metal gold on the wall. Yeah, and it's been a really rough year. Like, long, hard year. And I look forward to relaxing in December. The only way I'm going to fight in December is if it's big money. You know what I mean? Or, like, it's a good offer or it's local. None of this I'm flying across the country to fight <laughs> for, for fake gold medal. Not, uh, not right now. And, and not unless it's Worlds. And that's in June. Right. You'll be refreshed by that and ready to. Oh, I'll be more than refreshed. I'm ready yeah, to yeah, get yeah, double yeah, gold yeah. to Worlds, baby. I'm ready to go. But, yeah, I'm not so. going to do Nogi Worlds, guys. It's, it's not a go. Because I plan on spending all that money I'm going to win in Spider. I can't. I don't think I'm allowed to tell you how much money is on the line for the Spider Invitational, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I believe it is the biggest purse for one tournament ever for a jiu-jitsu contest. Still five figures, right? No. Whoops. Bigger. Shit, Big, bigger. Jiu-jitsu is blowing up. I'm excited because Spider is a legitimate company. They do ski gear. It's like a Oh, yeah, they're not even, like, fully jiu-jitsu. No, no they can afford shit. No, now they know how to cheat a motherfucker. 
we went to Seoul, Korea in February, and they treated us real good. That was the best hotel experience I've had going to an event. It was so cool because the way they set up the stage after I won, they had the confetti. Yeah. And then we had a press conference in the back with a bunch of media. And after that, we had a meet and greet where the fans went and took pictures with us and shook hands with us. And we got to sign some autographs. Nice. So it was lit, bro. It was litty. It was good. Killer. Sounds like a good time. Are you abreast of the jujitsu news, like the mainstream jujitsu news? Mm, depending. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't know unless I heard it. The new story, because I, I watch ESPN religiously. I've watched oh, ESPN. Oh, I don't know where you're heading, because I saw it on ESPN. Yo, so apparently, it's a local kid that got jumped. You saw the video, yeah, local right? local to us, yeah. All right, local to us. We are in Baltimore, basically. And there's a video circulating of this kid in the bathroom in school getting jumped. Yeah. And here's the thing with the video. He is standing against the wall, and there's kids circling, uh, encircling him. And a few of them got, like, blue bandanas on their wrists. Mm -hmm. All of them have them in the same spot. They're cripping. I think they're cripping, man. For real. They they are cripping. Because, <laughs> because yeah, they got the blue I bandanas. And they're basically saying something about what, what neighborhood they're from. And then they, they're so nice. I don't think the kid is getting bullied so much as he's getting jumped into a gang. It looked like it. Because they were nice enough to take his glasses off. Now, if I'm going to bully somebody, yeah. I was never a bully. What kind of bully? You get, you get, yeah. You don't look like a bully when you, yeah, here's you're, your glasses. He's man. like, hey, bro, I'm going to take your glasses off because I want to fuck him up. Like, what nah, kind of bully is that, Cody? You take the glasses off, you stop, stop or you just shit. punch them in the face with their glasses on. Yeah. And they just. And you jab the, you jab this part in their neck and you finish them off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This sounds like some prison shit, man. Trying to bully these You people. make a shank out of his glasses. <laughs> but they encircle the kid, and they start wailing on him. But they don't even drag him to the floor and stomp yeah, on yeah, him. They're no. just punching him. He never hit the floor. And it doesn't even look like they're hitting him full force. You know, they're just getting some shots, and, like, yeah. he's getting hit up. They're really weak dudes. Yeah, I mean, they're middle schoolers, but I feel like a middle schooler can do really bad damage oh, yeah. to another we middle schooler. Damage. We had some damage dealers when I was in middle school. Oh, for sure. In middle school, I was friends with this crazy kid. You know how sometimes they got a new kid in school? That he comes in there like halfway through the year. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he probably got kicked out from another school. His family moves around because he's from a broken home. He got so mad one day. You know how those doors in schools with the little windows, like the little. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah, they, had they the got little, like wire through And the wires through them, right? Yeah. This kid, I swear to God, he's sixth grade. He punches the window and cracks it. Dang. Double pane glass, like cracks it. Oh, damn near shatters it. Sheesh. He's like so freaking mad, right? And like he was actually really nice to me. Like I didn't have any, any friends in school, but that kid was a fucking misfit psycho, and we're actually pretty good friends. But yeah, anyway, that this dude punched me in the shoulder in um in a middle school or high school, and it knocked the wind out of me. Hit me in the shoulder. He hit you in the shoulder. And knocked the wind out of me. Were you a pussy back then, or were you like pretty hard? Were you pretty like sturdy? No, all my friends were. I ever hung out with older people, and all they all did all the fighting and stuff. I just like took, tagged along. Oh, you were the little dude that was yeah, the that was, was like talking shit in the back, like yeah, nah. motherfucker, get him, get him, get him. Now nah, I was always the one like, uh, let's don't do this, uh, cause I'm gonna be grounded forever, and I'm gonna get beat, and y'all don't got strict parents. So you hung out with the riffraff as well. Oh yeah. Well, I just think the whole thing was fishy. 
because it looked like a gang initiation, but apparently he got bullied. Now, Dylan Danis goes on Instagram and says, I'm willing to pay for this kid's training, <laughs> right? Yeah. 1500 bucks. Yeah. A big whoop do Big whoop de fucking do right? To get on ESPN. You think it was to get on ESPN? Shit, that's I think I'm it. Saying. I think it was a publicity stunt. Pub, I bet you a public relations guy was like, Dylan, you're being too much of a jerk. You know, you you know, you gotta have you gotta have the good guy side too, or you, you know. It just seems super disingenuous. Mm-hmm. And if you really cared about the kid, you would send him to Crazy Eighty Eight. You wouldn't send him to Rick Slamba School. Like <laughs> you would, he sent him to a school where they teach the jujitsu where you scoot to your butt. I'm like, dude, if the, you see a video of a kid getting jumped. Why would you send him to a school that doesn't have any guys that have good takedowns and isn't really a no a reputable school in the area? You know what I mean? Right. Like an eighty-eight's close to Baltimore, ain't that far? Yeah, we're the best school in the Mar- like the for DMV. The kids. Transportation ain't that much. No, it's not. I mean, I'm pretty sure the kid. Public transportation. Do There's some way that you can get yeah. to a reputable school because if you're you. if you're worried about getting jumped, kids at the school will help you. <laughs> For everybody listening, if you pull guard, it's okay. It's good for sports jujitsu. But if you're about to get in a fight, you got to know how to take down people or not get taken down. Because, I mean, maybe if he, no, no, man, he's probably just going to get jumped again. And he's going to try to pull guard in the street fight. And it's just going to get stomped out this time. But I don't think it was very genuine. I think it was a ploy. Because I just. It just didn't seem right. Because it was like. Why would you put. Yeah, all of a sudden he's just like. You know, I saw this video today. What you don't see videos like that every day, like we all do. And Have you heard of World Star? Yeah, yeah. But this people... one video, it really struck me. Man, listen, I've seen way worse videos of people getting jumped, and if if it was me, I wouldn't try to make it a big deal. Like I would be like, somebody's. I, he did it. It was nice of him to be like, okay, I'll pay for his training. But of course, but he went extra hard to make it like a. Big thing, yeah. Because people do that type of it's shit. Even, all the it's, it's, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but it's even written in the Bible. If you go and do a good deed, it's like some Jesus stuff. That he said, if you go and do a good Jesus deed, stuff, you do it. You do it in <laughs> secret. You don't go around telling everybody your good deed because it takes away the uh, it takes away the blessing that's supposed to come along with it. So that's go, very so deep. Said, yeah, so that's very said, deep, you Tony. Good deed, you don't tell nobody about it. Damn, you're really deep, Tony. Oh, I am. You're a very wise soul. I am. Yeah, good for the kid that's learning how to fight. Just hopefully he learns some takedowns because the school he went to, they're not really known for being good at, well, anything. But good for him. Hopefully um, he doesn't teach the rest of his fellow Crips (laughs) the art of (laughs) jiu-jitsu and and just have, like, guys in the hood of Baltimore just – you just don't jujitsu with people, just Crips just walking around. You're training a little killer. You can go out, choke somebody out, and be like, see, look what you did. You know, jujitsu is kind of like the force. It you is. can use it for the dark side or the good side of the force. Yep. Some people just are really pieces of shit and they're just really good at jujitsu and it's really sad. So, guys, you got to use your superpowers for good. Yep. Where else do you want to go with this? What do you want to talk about next? Let's see. Well, we got UFC Tampa. That was a pretty uh, hot UFC event. Oh, my fucking God. The last two matches of that card were fucking awesome. I hear you. That's the only two I caught. Yeah, well, those are big ones. I wanted to see McKenzie, though, but go ahead. I didn't didn't catch the McKenzie one. I didn't catch that one. I heard she lost. All three. Props to her because she just had a baby. Yeah, she might have should have waited. 
open a little more. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, how hard it is to have a baby. I heard it's pretty tough. And for her to come back so soon, that means she loves the game. She's yeah. she's she's pretty badass. I think she wants to prove something. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a tall order, man. That's pretty ballsy. Or she shouldn't have came back against another black belt in jujitsu. She could, you know, came back against a striker or something. She could work her game for sure. It wasn't a good night for jujitsu people I because from fought Cub Swanson. That's a big fight for his sixth MMA fight. Seventh, but yeah. His seventh? Yeah, was it seventh? He's now six and one, right? I thought it was. Regardless, yeah, less was than ten. Before your tenth fight, you're fighting Cub Swanson. Yeah. A certified G. Yeah, not a great idea. A MMA, dare I say, Hall of Famer, just for his longevity and the a crazy amount of fight night bonuses he's earned. Mm-hmm. In your fifth or sixth fight, he's a dog. Yeah, it's way too soon, man. Way too soon. But he's a big name. Crone didn't even do like many amateur fights. No, I mean, but why would you? Yeah, but why would Crone you? Gracie, right. You're Crone Gracie. You want to make this money. He went right to one, I think. Did he go to one? He started at one, I believe. I think he went to Risen. He started with Risen in Japan in the ring. And he did good against Cub Swanson. I'm surprised. If you if you look at on paper, I'm surprised he did so well. Yeah. Cub was on his bike the whole fight. Yeah. He did not want to slow down at all. Like the first round, it was a stick and move. And he was going to Crone's body pretty hard. I was surprised that he was able to outclinch Crone. Yeah. He outclinched him and he was throwing the bungalows. And he was he was sticking him and he was out. Yeah. He was robbing the bank. Incredible cardio. Crone hits hard as shit. Crone didn't get it hit him clean too many times, but like the first exchange, he busted Cub open. And you can tell. Crone punches kind of slow, but he has heavy ass hands. Yeah, I would love for him to take the time. I wish he had the time because it's such a rush now because he's already a star, and he's already an up and comer with a lot of expectations. I would love for him to take the time to get his hands right, because if he right. gets his hands he's gonna right, have to. he's gonna have to because Cub Swanson just showed the, te- the showed the game plan. Yeah. We're going to stick and move. We're going to hit him hard and not get taken down. Yeah, solo jiu-jitsu is only going to get you so far. And not solo jiu-jitsu, but, you know, a specialist is only going to get you so far. Yeah. And although Crone is very good, I don't think he's on that Damian Maya level of or the style of grappling that's going to Not gonna even be- Ryan Hall. I think Ryan Hall's got better jiu-jitsu for MMA than a better style. He's got I, better kickboxing. His a technique. kickboxing style that leads to his entries and whatnot. I think his system... Kron's take, yeah. takedowns are nil. His his style is not conducive. I think Ryan Hall's works because of the kicks, like you said, mm-hmm. and his kicks. little and his guard is is kind of like a tricky guard where like yeah, I'll minority roll and I'll go into the leg locks and I can avoid getting hit. And his system's good, but the caliber opponent of opponent is not as high as what Chrome went against. Yeah, that's true too. Chrome went against Cub Swanson. Yeah. Cub Swanson was a, in a, title, a few title eliminators. You know that. He's going against the best of the best. And Chrome is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Sure. But with MMA jiu-jitsu. So that's a level of experience that kind of makes up for the lack of pedigree. Yeah, and he's not terribly decorated in, in jiu-jitsu. I mean, he's, he's not. But he has the experience, right. and he has MMA jiu-jitsu, which is different. You saw Crone. He pulled guard a few times. Yeah. He landed an up kick or two, but it didn't really affect Cub because 
Cubs a black belt. He's been doing MMA for well over a decade, and he can yeah. avoid that shit. Yeah, because what that tell, what that signals to the judge when you pull guard that I don't want to be doing what I'm doing anymore, and I don't have the ability to take him down. So in other words, I don't like where I'm at, so I'm going to jump to the floor. It just doesn't look good for judges. No, unless you get right to business. Unless yeah. you get right to business and can dictate the fight how Ryan Ryan Hall does. Like if, yeah, jump in a triangle or like, you, Something you're crazy. Landing, like you're, if your guard is landing right to some sort of submission. Yeah. Now, before the fight, there was a little controversy between the two. They were talking about how Crone was saying that he sticks to the same team. And he doesn't switch around. Right. But Cub was saying, saying should travel. you should tra- you should travel around. Mm-hmm. And I tend to agree for MMA in this instance because I could see where if Crone switched camps and went to a team that focused more on MMA, right. maybe not necessarily a big team, but a system or an environment that there's other MMA against, fighters yes. there, except for the Diaz brothers. Yes. Florida boys. Because that style, I don't know. Like I don't know how long Kron can fight if he's going to fight that kind of Diaz style. Because he was walking into some shit. Yeah. Like, if you get a guy that like, sits on his punches, you're going to be in trouble. Yep. In the gym, we were hoping that Sadiq had this fight. So Sadiq could become even more of a star. But they weren't going to give Sadiq that fight because it was too high risk. I think if Sadiq were to fight Crone, Sadiq would probably knock Crone out because he sits on his punches. He hits way fucking harder. Like, Sadiq hits harder. I've seen him give the business to heavyweights. <laughs> so if Crone's going to do that style, he has to be careful because you're going to go against somebody that can wrestle. That's a if somebody with a heavy hands and a wrestling pedigree with knows a little bit of jujitsu, that's gonna give them a problem. But shout out to Chrome for sticking in there the whole fight. Shout out to Cub. That's a big win. And it was a contract fight because that was the last fight on this contract, I believe. So get that money. Yeah, that was a must win for Cub too, man. Must win. Because if you can't beat I'm sorry, but yeah, if you can't beat Cron, no offense to Cron, but if you can't beat him, then poof, your time is up, bro. Yeah, buddy. And main event, crazy. Yeah, Joanna no Jacek versus Karate Hottie, Michelle Waterson. So much action. I loved that match. Man, all that kicking from that Joanna. She, uh, how about them new boobs, huh? Who's new boobs? You didn't notice Joanna Jacek? I wasn't looking oh, at her thing, titties. I was looking at her striking. No, I'm saying, but I, I watch the embeddeds, you know, everything. on the. I don't know if there's embeddeds, but, you know, I watch all the interviews and this and that. And I'm sorry, but they went from not much to... Soft, <laughs> soft balls. Whoa. <laughs> Same with Claudia. I'm actually going to do an, I'm gonna do an article on this because I don't know why they do it, but there's a couple of them. Claudia Gadella. She got fake ones. Are um, you allowed to fight with fake breasts? Misha Tate. Yeah, well, they do. Misha Tate. Wasn't there a woman ones. that was not allowed by the commission to fight because she had fake breasts? Paige Van Zant. That's just four right off the top. I wonder what it's like to fight with fake breasts. And I mean, imagine, and, and you got to make weight. It's going to be that much more difficult to make weight. I don't know why they would do you it. You think the, the the fake breasts weigh that much? I mean, it's, it's every you know, if you're cutting weight, every every little every bit little, counts. Yeah. Wow. She still made she still made one fifteen, but absolutely, that's four right off the top. They got uh they got implants. Well, besides her having new boobs, I really enjoyed that. That's the the her the way she yeah, looks striking. Fighter. She's a great striker. She the, used to be my favorite striker. She's incredible, man. Mm-hmm. I I think she might be 
the best. She's my favorite striker to watch in the UFC. She's so light on her feet. Light on her feet, the counters, and she was always a step ahead. Combos. It's a, as someone that's high level in something, like jujitsu, mm-hmm. I could see that she was in the flow state, and I could see that she was mm-hmm. taking what was coming to her. That Analyzing level, it. she's a virtuoso. Mm-hmm. That level of understanding. It's like Beethoven playing a symphony. Exactly. Whenever Michelle Waterson would throw an attack, she would always be out of range. She would come back in, throw a combination. Whenever yeah. Michelle would come back in with something, counter, and then be out of there. And she was just kicking the legs, kicking them, kicking them, kicking yeah. them. Her foot's fucked up. Did you see the pictures? Oh, yeah. Her feet are fucked up because she's, she's just kicking. After, I know. But to, to, she shouldn't be hitting with her foot, you know, but I guess... When uh, Shardy's moving out the way, you're going to have a lot of foot hits. When when are we going to – we need a striker. And anyone that's listening, please DM me on Instagram at Tim Spriggs BJJ. I want an expert striker to come into the studio or Skype us so we can have an interview with you because I'm fascinated by striking. Yeah, me too. I'm, I've made a point. I promised myself, my birthday present to myself – is to change striking at least three times a week. Yeah, me too. So I can expand my mind, and I think... It's an art, too, you know? It's and another it's like art. If you're a martial artist, you want to... Yes. I think it will open different pathways in my brain so I can learn different things easier. And regardless, I want to not get knocked the fuck out in the street. Like, yeah. I want to be able to, like, handle my own. And it's so... It's like a gunfight, almost. When you nah, think about nah. striking, like, it's I'm like nah. you're rolling the dice because anything could happen. I want to do. I want to. I like to turn peace people up. I want to be able to peace someone up. You know? Yeah, <laughs> just be like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. that's what. Well, I think the third round it was. I was looking at Joanna strike. I was like, wow, this is what it means to peace somebody up. Yeah, that kind of just the way you're moving. You know, another good striker. I don't know if you know who he is, Giorgio Petrosian. He's another one. He doesn't he, do MMA. Was he related to? Oh, okay. I thought he was. He does uh, kickboxing. He's oh, only lost like twice. Okay. I think the I'm doctor. About. Yes. Really power. Like Dutch kickboxer or something? He is. Really nasty leg kicks? No. He's like a little. He's from Italy, but he's like Armenian. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of he's a little different. dude, but. I'm thinking of a He's dude. another. He's the only. Him, her, and Israel Adesanya, I look at these people strike and I'm like, oh. Okay, I get it. This yeah. is like watching Hoffa Mendez and yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. Like, they got an understanding, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. That's some scary shit. Like, strikers are starting to come back in the MMA and start to take over again. And their footwork, man. If you look at how like, yeah, they're, they're learning how to actually be strikers. Exactly. They're, 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 they're moving in and out. You can't touch them. If someone has really good footwork, it's like that in wrestling and grappling. If you have good footwork and you're always in the proper stance, you're hard to take down. Now, yep. imagine that in, a, in an actual fight with someone, and you're not just worried about taking them down. You're worried about getting punched and kicked in the face and in the body. Yep. It's all in the footwork, man. But, yeah, all my striker friends, if you want to be on the show, DM me. Let's talk. I want to know what it's like. Yeah, I got it hooked up to where we can take phone calls, and I'm getting it worked out real soon. For the, I got the Skype plug-in, so we're, make, we're making moves. Speaking of Crone Gracie, let's get to... The BJJ Goons Jits Tape. Jits. The Jits Tape. Wow. Word. I like it. <laughs> I like see, it. Let's see that thing. Okay. So what do we got for this week, Tip? The BJJ Goons Jits Tape is our YouTube playlist on the BJJ Goons YouTube channel. Oh, the Wipeout. I'm sorry. Wipeout BJJ YouTube channel. We show different videos from mixed martial arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, everything combat sports related. Today's entry 
is the semifinals of the Black Belt Open at the Pan Ams of 2012. We have Crone Gracie, who at the time was a middleweight. That's 181 pounds versus Buchecha. Tiny, Man who needs no tiny, introduction. Tiny Buchecha. This is right before. This is like two months before Buchecha won his first double gold at Worlds. But still, Buchecha was about 220, 230 right. pounds at the time. And this is a really close match. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm, to avoid copyright strikes, I'm going to play little snippets of it. He's going to play snippets. While we talk about it, and then we can stop and talk about it again. So what do we got? Cron here pulled guard. You notice that? He grabbed a collar and pulled him down. So that's where he wanted to go, clearly. I mean... I'm surprised he's such a guard puller. Crone? Yeah. He just... Crone just was, just was good, at everything, was good at everything in grappling. Yeah, it looks like right, his strategy is to go down and then get the two for the come up. He was just, he was just going at Puchacha. You, yeah. You don't have to go play by play, but basically what you're going to see... Look at that. Beautiful. Took down Puchacha. The man that. is 181 pounds. And took I down Buchecha. Nice little leg hook, sweet. Bro, nice little leg bro. Hook him and Buchecha went to fucking war. This is the type of jujitsu I like to see. Guys yeah. just going at it, Look at scrapping. Look at the size of their head difference. Look at this, the body size difference. <laughs> Crone is 5'9". Buchecha is like taller yeah. than me. He's 6'3", 6'4". And Crone is hanging in there with them. Crazy. Guys, you have to watch this guy. Guys, you have to watch this match because it's a shame. Oh, I like that little. I like that. Um, I like that. Uh, I'm sorry, I got it, Tim, but I like that how he got out of that uh, Bustamante attempt or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see high level jujitsu from the source. Right there, how he just turns out. Of right from the source. This is Carl Gracie. This is like. Going for the, the toehold on This is boy. like the bloodline of the blood. This is like that raw, uncut shit. This is, that's Crohn's jiu-jitsu. And it's a shame that he stopped competing full-time in, in grappling. Man, went straight down. We missed straight. out on years of Crohn in the gi. Man, he did that. What do you think? He did that for his father? You know, to be like his father? No, I don't. What do you, what do you mean? To be more of an MMA guy as opposed to just a jiu-jitsu legend? I think that. Deep down, he always was gonna do MMA. They're a proud. They're a proud family. Because, yes, we do jujitsu competitions, and yes, we're jujitsu fighters. But at the end of the day, we have to fight. No holds barred. That's what jujitsu is supposed to prepare you for. And since MMA is the is the ultimate combat sport, in that it just allows everything. He's representing his family bloodline. He's representing mm-hmm. the art. The best way to show... He's stuffing every attack Buchecha throws up. Yes, and he's countering. Leg drag. And he's going at it. He's not trying to entangle him. He's not trying to stall him 50-50. He's going at it. They're going to war. But like I was saying, the best way to represent that is MMA. Mm-hmm. We can do all... prove it. That's the yes, real proving ground. We can do all the grappling competitions that we want. And we can do it. And we love it. And it's fun. But at the end of the day... You got to lace them up. You got to yep. go out there and show that jujitsu works. I appreciate this aspect of the jujitsu community. We go hard for our guys when we go out there to do MMA. When someone's like, he's oh, a jujitsu yeah, fighter, yeah, like, we're like, oh, we yeah. go hard I'm for Kron, yeah. Mackenzie, Sergio Marias, Gilberto. Adolfo, Gorilla, Gilbert Burns. Mm-hmm. 
all our jujitsu people, we ride for them hard because yep. the base of jujitsu is fighting. Yep. Damian Maya, we go hard for me. All those guys, even Ryan Hall, like people rep yep. hard. But guys, here's a picture worth a thousand words. You got Buchecha over there tying his belt, and Crohn's sitting there waiting. He's, he's waiting. He's yeah. got the, he's got energy. Buchecha's doing the old. It's a, a big guy tie, moving like that. Tie. And he even and Butch is even bigger now and can still go like that. But guys, do yourself a favor. This is a forgotten gem. For those of you guys that forget, have forgotten, or don't really know, because this is seven years ago. Yeah. This was seven years ago. Crone Gracie was one of the best in the world. He got third one year. No, no, no. Did he? No, he got second one year at Worlds, right? You wanna know who he lost uh, to? I'm not sure too. Gilbert Burns. Oh yeah? Yes. Ah, that's something. Ain't that crazy? Speaking of which, I forgot the you know the jujitsu guys who have fought jujitsu and MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, Kron and Cub Swanson had a jujitsu match before. Yeah, they mentioned that on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, and uh, what is it? Cub was unhappy with the uh, he felt that the refs were more on the Gracie guy's side, and that's what turned Cub away from pure jujitsu into MMA. Oh, wow. Surprise, surprise. The refs yeah. side with a Brazilian and, right. or side with a Gracie. Yeah, Hicks and Son. That's the story of a lot of guys, I feel. A lot of guys decided to go in MMA because they felt that they weren't going to get a good shape. I mean, good shape. Uh, not shape. Shake. A shake. A fair shake in grappling. Well, who knows? There's a lot of there's a lot of jiu-jitsu guys that are starting to go that route. But there's a lot that aren't. Because I'm starting to see that jujitsu is totally separating from fighting. It's like this whole splinter. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of ADCC, shout out to Tanquino. Yeah, boy. Tanquino, UFC fighter, world champion in the gi, mm-hmm. and AD, world champion in no gi, and ADCC yeah, champion. He's been in the game for trying, a long time. Trying his hand at MMA. He's trying. I mean, he did pretty fucking good. I mean, he was on a roll until he had to fight uh, Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, that's a tough, tough, tough fight. That's Again, a tough fight. guy who got pushed a little too soon. Cody Garbrandt? No, Tankino. He, he, he did. Been, he shouldn't have been taking on a Cody Garbrandt that soon. I mean, where else he, what, what, what is he going to do, though? He was just doing well. Yeah, he. I don't know. It, it, it's a totally different sport. But shout out to him. Julia says this. And I believe it, if you do the right thing long enough, eventually the stars will align. Yeah. Tanquino yep. has one of each. He doesn't have like twenty, like ten world titles, but he's one of he's one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. And the guys he's beaten to get there. That division he was in this year at ADCC stacked. Yep. The year he won worlds in the gi, stacked. <laughs> I've seen tournaments where he beat it was in Abu Dhabi one year with the Gi. UAE, he beat Hoffa, Gi, I think Cabrinha all in one day. Jeez. One tournament. That's sick. Yes. Oh, wow. Fucking killer. Is that the trap phone? Yeah. <laughs> Turn that shit off, man. That better be the burner. Don't track it back to the studio. This is why Tony's making all his money. He's got the little trap phone. Little chirp, chirp phone. What's your next, man? Let's see here. We talked about, well, I thought you had a couple other things. Oh, I do. Yeah, you had a bunch of stuff. I got some. All right, so here's the thing. 
We're not taking any fan questions this week, but I'm going to just answer this question once and for all. This is the last time I'm ever going to answer this question. So please, guys, I'm not going to answer this question anymore. Please stop asking me what you can do to get better at jiu-jitsu. Here's my definitive answer. You guys ready? Are you ready, Tony? I'm ready. To truly be the best you can at jiu-jitsu, you should quit your job, abandon your family, train full-time, do strength and conditioning, and most importantly, get a full night's rest every night. That is my definitive answer. So if you ask me, that's exactly what I'm going to tell you. And if you say, but I have a wife and kids. No. You got to make a decision, man. Yeah. Do you want to be the best in the world? That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. You got to make it your thing. And now if you can't do that, I'm not dissing you. If you can't, you got to do the best you can with what you got. But it can't be a hobby. If you're trying to be your best, you have to cut everything out besides the necessities in your life. That has to be your number one thing outside like family or whatnot. All jokes aside. If that's what, if you want to be the best that you can be. If not, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Because when you go to these tournaments, there's no I have a wife and kids division. There's no I eat McDonald's once a day division. Yeah. It is what it is. Standard is the standard. Yo, I got to tell you some shit. Oh, boy. What you got? Because, you know, I was pretty bummed about what happened at ADCC. Because I didn't win. And whenever I lose, I get pretty bummed. But when I'm bummed, I sometimes think about where I come from and some of the tough times and how I was really broken, desperate at times. So I was thinking about this one time when I was really broke a few years ago. And like, I've been, I've done like, I've been, I've done seminars at places where. They've offered me stuff like they said, oh, we'll pay you this amount and this amount. And then you get there and they don't even they don't pay you what they promised. I've had situations where there's money tournaments or there's matches that I go to. Like I've done like big Grand Prix before or big matches and they say we're going to pay you this. And then like they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get you. And they never do. Oh, or they're like, man. oh, we'll get you this flight to Worlds if you win this thing and you don't get it. And shit like that. That was like a few years ago. That's messed up. So for everyone that's listening that is a professional that does seminars for a living, please send me your nightmare seminar stories or even private lesson stories. You're like your nightmare scenario in which like you got chipped out of money. The gym you went to was really dirty. Like I had a friend. She had a seminar at some place, and I went with her. Like, that gym was fucking filthy. Oh, no. Bro, let me tell you something. I went into this gym, and I thought we were, like, I thought we were at the municipal dump. Like, I went there, and, like, I'm like, is this the front of the gym? Like, it's like a fucking garage. I mean, it was in a shopping mall. It was like in a, you know, like it's like an industrial park. So it was yeah. in an industrial park. You know, they got the the row of buildings. Like, yep. it was like a warehouse type situation that they converted into a gym. Like, the front is like just junky. Like, a bunch of equipment. Like, 
the the carpet was like you know like the old carpet that's like looks like it's torn like they didn't have a good carpet and the mats like they looked old and dilapidated and I was like I know these mats are hard like I know oh, I know it's just I like like velour or what what is it like I don't know what that fab like that fabric on the wall kind of right. except not even that much cushion and I know it was concrete and I'm like how the fuck are they training on this Lord. And I think about it, like, man, the fucking standards of some of these gyms. Some wow. gyms are just straight up fucking filthy. Like, they don't wash. They don't clean the mats. Some gyms don't clean the mats. <laughs> they straight up don't. Or, like, you can tell. What I do is, look at this, Tony. I, like, drop. I lean down when oh, I go to the gym. And I look down. I scan the top. Like, I skim it. Like, I lean down yeah. to the ground. Like, I'm a golfer trying yeah. to make a putt. Like an Indian listening for them train tracks. <laughs> Yeah, and you can I can like see like the tumbleweeds of pubes or like like oh, hairs. Man. I'm like, what the fuck? Or like you can just tell that the like the the mats have not been cleaned. I've been to gyms where like you you train on them and like you get off the mat and they got a white gi and it's like like dirty. Like you can see it. <laughs> like bro, I've seen the worst. I've been to some really. Fucked up scenarios, That's man. So, ball. guys, send your stories. But I got a really strange story. A few years ago, I was doing pri- I always done private lessons, but I got a strange requ- strange request <laughs> a few years ago. So I get a DM from someone, and they're like, "Do you do lessons for kids?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course, yeah." And then this woman proceeds to tell me this long story about like you know she just got out of a bad relationship and that uh you know she has a kid and he's deaf i'm like okay i I can work with deaf kids like we have deaf kids that we've worked there before it's like oh he's fine you know he just uh he's he he reads the lips real good he's only partially deaf i'm like oh that's fine that's fine that's fine and then like we get to talking about like you know i'm gonna set up a time for him to come in i can find him a training partner around his age and in his uh size and then it gets to, well, I would like to do private lessons, too, she says. Mm-mm. I'm like, okay, that's fine, yeah. She's like, yeah, I can offer you, like, $3,000 for, 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 for me and my son, like, and it's a block. And it wasn't that much. Like, sometimes people offer that kind of money, and it's a shitload of lessons. It was probably no more than, like, a dozen. Like, no more, like, no more than 10. And my sessions are, like, 45, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So for the equivalent of a day's worth of work, I'm going to get $3,000. And at the time, for me, that was a shit load of money. Even now, that's a lot of money for, like, basically eight sessions, like, eight hours of work. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And then she says out of the blue, she's like, I am allergic to the fabric in sports bras. So I can't wear a sports bra. I'm like... Hmm. Okay, that's, that's fine. Sure, just like, yeah, you know. So when I work out, I just wear a cotton tank top, and that's it. I'm like, okay, right? I'm like, where the fuck is this going? Like, okay, this is getting really awkward. And she's like, yeah, you know, some, you know, sometimes I work out and just my titties just pop right out of my top. I'm like. Hold on, wait a minute. Mind you, this woman had just DM'd me like an hour before. Like, let, like this is like the first conversation we're having. Let me pull this up actually, because I think I still have the conversation. Because I was just thinking about like nightmare scenarios and how 
being a grappler isn't always glamorous and it can be really shitty sometimes. So um, let me pull this shit up. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, she's basically talking true. about like how her teeth pop. I was like, I was like, oh wow, that must be really awkward if you go to a conventional gym. It's like, yeah, I know. So do you have a private gym? She asked. Hey, <laughs> like, shit. okay. So here, so here's the conversation. All right. So basically, I'm gonna get three thousand dollars. She says, my skin is allergic to sports bras. Try different ones, and they still break me out. I say. Okay, no no problem. When I work out, I have to use a 100% cotton tape top. But don't laugh. Only thing is my breasts keep popping out. I'm like, really? Like, all the way? Like, this is me when I'm, like, younger. So, like, I'm, like, I'm all very way, awkward. Shit. Yeah. So, like, yes. Yeah, she, so she, say, she says, like, I have to strap them down. Normally, I use Ace Wrap. I'm like, what the fuck? Lord. Yeah. So, like, and, yes, they fully pop out. I was embarrassed. I normally work out at home topless. Don't judge me. Um, and I was like, yeah, you can't really do that at a regular gym. And then she asked me, do you have a private gym? I said, unfortunately, no. She says, it's a gym at my complex. It's normally empty at 5 or 6 in the morning. I'm like, dude, oh. what the fuck is going on? Yes. This is absurd. Right? I'm like, does it have mats? Yeah, right? <laughs> So, like, basically it comes to, like, she's like, okay, I can pay you all the money by Friday. And she says, my son will be asleep while you train me. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing Monday? And I was like, I guess my Mondays are free. And she says, will you be offended if I'm topless? It's just easier for me. Good golly. Miss Molly. Yes. Yes, this that's is the wild. type of that's, shit that I had to deal wild. with. The crazy. This is by far the craziest offer I had ever get. Still to this day, like this is like a few years ago. This is probably the most absurd offer yeah, I've ever gotten in my life. But I'm like, this is really awkward. And I looked at her Instagram and I was like, she's really not that attractive. But I ah, really. That's the problem. But yeah, I was like. But I really need the money. Yeah, and a bear titty. Yeah, it's a bear titty. I, yeah, I was just like, dude, like I really need this Better fucking no money. Titty. Yes, I really need this money, and I'm like, I gotta wake up at 5 a.m. to have this woman that I don't really find attractive have her titties potentially in my face. Sheesh. It was the worst. Fortunately for me, when I was like, I tried to, because what I did was I was like, okay, I think you're pranking me, so I'm just gonna say, yeah, all right, just gonna right. have the video chat me. And like she was just hemming hard, so I and she just flaked after a while. She's like, I don't have the, no, I can't afford it. But this is like the type of shit I had to go through. That's some rock in my star early shit. Rock star shit. That's not rock that's star that's shit. That's some Motley Crue shit. No, Motley Crue shit would be like I get, I win a tournament and they get put me up in a hotel and I wreck the room. Yeah. But this is what I think of when I think about nightmare scenarios as far as having to earn money in this game so when i lose or when bad things happen guys it's okay but i'm here to tell you it's not always glamorous trying to make money in this game and sometimes you get odd creepy propositions like that and now i know what it's like to be a woman in this game like and get hit on or have creepy oh yeah it's like really it's really bad like when you look like this you you get the you know what it's like to you know to be looked at like a piece of meat it is but it was very awkward that's like has to be the most awkward Requests I've ever gotten. Now I know girls that do jujitsu, and they have creepy guys in their DMs that are, be like, "How much for me to wrestle you?" 
And they're like, what do you mean, Russell? Like, yes, it's Russell. Oh, yeah. And can I film it? I'm like, okay, yeah. have you ever done jiu-jitsu before? No, no, no. And like, can I pick out the outfit? Like, girls get proposition like that. Mm. But that was a situation in which I really needed the money, and I probably was going to do it. And it would have been really awkward and uncomfortable for me. So everybody out there that does seminars for a living, if you're a professional grappler, we will make sure you're anonymous, and we will read your story on air. The best stories, we'll put them on air. Anything else you want to talk about, Tony? Yeah, don't be anonymous like the hacker group. We're talking about, like, anonymity. Anonymity. Anonymous. Anonymous. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man, I got this touch of a cold. I sound funny, so I don't want to talk about too much. It'll be gone by tomorrow, I bet. Well, we have so many more topics to discuss. Oh, yeah. No, 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 not today. Oh, we'll yeah. Keep, oh yeah. God, we got a world full of topics. We got a world full of topics. But I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. Indeed. Don't be a creep. Stay safe out there. Your sponsors. Sponsors. Go to VHTSNY.com for the best mixed martial arts, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and streetwear. Use the promo code MUSHMASTER for 10% off. That's right, 10% off. Use my promo code MUSHMASTER, VHTSNY.com. Anything from you, Tony? Shoot, man, y'all been buying, you've been buying the hell out of some Fuji stuff. FujiSports.com, code WBBJJ, gets you 15% off. Oh, one last thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New website. I just put ah. it up. It's live. If what's, you want, what's that URL? The URL is timspriggsbjj.com. That's where you can go to hit me up for any private lesson. But you have to ha- be fully clothed. Private lessons, yeah. <laughs> seminars, super fights, all that good stuff. Go to timspriggsbjj.com. Click on the link for the bookings. And book me for a seminar, private lesson, or a super fight. Holla at your boy. Yeah, and my Instagram is Tim Spriggs BJJ on Instagram. Now, me, I, you, you get one of some topless lessons, you can go ahead and give me a call to give you some purple belt lessons. You can get you through the basics. I'll touch your boobies too. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'll do it for way less than tree grand too. Tree grand. <laughs> tree city. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's about it. That's about it over here. Uh, everybody, enjoy the rest of your evening. And we'll, we'll be back next week. Tim is back in town, baby. He back. Peace. Peace. Oh, now the music decides to come in. But anyway, peace.